0: Hey, welcome in to Stinky Truth podcast. I'm Mark Schlard, alongside Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, producing the show. Want to thank our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Also, Stinking Good Green Chili. Go to StinkingGood.com. All your green chili and queso dip needs taken care of right there. Mike, my friend, how are you? I am doing great. Uh, we are one week away. One from week to start a training camp, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm kind. I'm kind of curious. I want. I want to start right off with what's going on here in our backyard. And and Russell Wilson has been one of the big offseason stories in the sure, entire NFL. Sure. Leading jersey seller in uh, yeah, in the NFL, NFL during this off season, the number one jersey being sold right now. It, what is your reaction to cuz I find it really impressive. You tell me if you find it impressive or maybe it's not that big of a deal. That here we are a week away from training camp as we talk. Mhm everyone's trying to still wring out as much of their summer vacations as they can before they get into the drudgery of camp. And yet Russell Wilson's got a dozen teammates working out with him in San Diego getting ready for the season. Yeah. I, I think there's, I mean, I always think there's a couple of things to that. One, just from a work ethic standpoint, your insatiable appetite to be great. Your insatiable ac- appetite to work. And and then I think a lot of times when you're bringing people out to your to your house, and your you know your your house has its its own facility, you know I mean you've got your own full time you know staff uh, uh you know cooking staff uh, uh social media staff the the whole nine yards right but really the bigger thing to me is you're developing a relationship with guys and guys are seeing that insatiable appetite to work that preparation what goes into you being like for instance, I mean, if you're one of these young receivers who's got a ton of potential, and remember, potential is a dirty word in the NFL, right? You're Jerry Judy or you're Cortland Sutton or you're Tim Patrick or you're K.J. Hamler, and you have, you've been you know touted as, <clears throat> touted as, hey, the saviors, so to speak. I mean, Jerry Judy was considered the best receiver in the best receiving class in the history of the NFL draft. Think about that. And in that draft, you've had guys, you've had Justin Jefferson excel. You've had CeeDee Lamb. You've had, you know, you've you've had, I mean, probably eight or nine guys that have really just jumped onto the scene out of that draft class that have been exceptional, that have been, you know, better than Jerry Judy. And so you've got all this kind of quote-unquote potential. And I think for the first time maybe, you're seeing – actually what it takes from a hall of fame quarterback in Russell Wilson to be exceptional because I'm just going to tell you right now. And I think, I think the difference between college football now and when I played and how it prepares you to play in the NFL is even more dramatic today than it was when I played, because when I played, they didn't have all these time restrictions. I mean, you were you were there to play college football. You know, getting an education was a byproduct. It wasn't, it was, that was like, do what you have to do to stay eligible, but make no bones about it. You're here for a reason. And you didn't get a four-year, like, there weren't four-year scholarships. You had to sign your scholarship papers every year. Every year you had to earn the damn thing. So, like, it was it was just a different time. And so I think... Like I think you were closer to being ready to play at the NFL level than the the kids that are coming out today, for the most part, um, just from a knowledge of football standpoint. I think that's a big difference, and I think some of these kids, like a Jerry Judy or like a KJ Hamler, are going, "Oh shoot!" Like that's the amount of work that it is required to be at a to play at a Hall of Fame level. Because let's face it, they haven't seen it not not here in Denver when you're going five and eleven every year or seven and nine or you know, or six and ten, or whatever you know, whatever your record was last year, seventeen, the seventeen games. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Me. It's just got me. It's like got, math yeah. is not my strong suit, and I, you know, uh, but even numbers are much easier than odd numbers, right? Yes, right. They're just easier. Yes. It's easier to make it yes. all add up. Yeah, you're right. Like you're why right. is why is hey sixteen games ten and six that's a good season nine and seven mm, mediocre, but all of a sudden I get into seventeen games. Nine and eight, I guess that's mediocre. Ten and seven, is that really exceptional? Or ten. is now eleven games that Ooh, see, see because I because yeah. it used to be it used to be the difference between nine and ten yes. is significant. Yes. But now I think it's ten and eleven now. Yeah, the difference between ten and eleven. If you can if you can get to eleven, you're in. You're in. Yeah, you're in. The all, you're in. You're in. Ten? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Ten's which, the new nine. Which ten yes. is the new nine? Yes, correct. Yes, it is. It is. So, all right. Then that, that leads us then into this AFC West, which I, I since since the Russell Wilson trade went down, since Devonte Adams mm-hmm. went to the Raiders, it's just been I, I can't since Tyreek Hill left Kansas City, right. maybe a little uh, uh, you know dent in the armor there for for KC. The continued development of Justin Herbert and the Chargers. The AFC West to me is the most Interesting division to look forward to this year. Do you still feel that way? And and has the hierarchy in your mind changed at all? Let's say the Russell Wilson deal went down in early March. Has it changed from early March to here we are on the Cuspa training camp? Um the do, you hi- think higher, do you think maybe yeah. more of a team? Now that you did back then, maybe less of a team like, now than yeah, you did back then. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, even though Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes, I think Kansas City has come back to the pack. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City doesn't win this division. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Now it's hard. It's really hard for me to go. I think the Chargers can win this division. And on paper. I don't hesitate to think the Chargers are probably close to, if not the best team in this division. Might be their time. But they're the Chargers. They're the Chargers. What do we like to say? Chargers are going to charge. I, you just, I feel like the Chargers are just going to find a way. Like they're going to find a way to lose three games they shouldn't lose. They're just going to find a way to do it. You know, they're going to their kicker's going to shank one, right? They're going to have a, a bad. You know, fourth down call. Brandon Staley's just going to go. We're going for it. You know, they're going to be on their own twelve. Like, yes, four they one. Oh, and they get stuffed, and then you know the other team gets the field goal and wins. Like, there's there's just some things that just seem to always happen with a team, and I think that gets into your head a little bit. But then again, we used to say that about the Chiefs. You and I would always joke here in Denver about September City. darlings, September darlings, yeah. And then they found. Here's the thing I think about the Chiefs. Let's just let's just focus on the Chiefs instead of the Chargers, okay? Because I think the Chargers, and and like everybody downplays the Raiders. The Raiders have gotten significantly better on both sides of the ball. Now they'll, they'll sit there and say, you know, and you're splitting hairs when you do this. Well, I mean, Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback in this division. Yeah, but you know, like that's like that's like looking at the top four cars in NASCAR that have all the money. Like, one guy might, one team might win it, one one race car team might, but every every car in that group is just, a, I mean, it's a well-oiled machine, right? So, like, it, it's so close, but Kansas City, here's what intrigues me about Kansas City, is that Kansas City lost their most dynamic playmaker on the offensive side of the ball, uh in a trade, right? And that's Tyreek Hill. And that dude is just, he's different. He's just different. That's all I like. You can say whatever you want about him. And yeah, they have Hardman. And yeah, they went out and got uh uh Valdez Scantling, right? From from the Packers. And and they've they've raved about him. And yeah, they they've got, you know, they've got a, they went out and got Juju Smith Schuster, right? They've got a lot of pieces to the puzzle, right? They 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 but let me just tell you that Tyreek Hill's a different animal. Like, he's the cheetah for a reason. And I go back and I say something that was always impressed upon me back in the Randy Moss days, talking to a bunch of DBs, and saying, hey, man, what, what was it about Randy Moss? And they would all say the same thing. On film, he's so smooth and so elegant and looks so effortless that you convince yourself during the week as you study him that you can run with him. And the first go he runs, you're like, I got this. And you turn your shoulders, and all of a sudden you're stacked by two yards. He's two yards behind you. And you're like, holy crap. And now your little feet are going, trying to catch up to his ass, right? And he's just long gliding you and, you know, just pulling away from you. I had a defensive coordinator that I had, it's a prominent defensive coordinator that's been in the league forever, and he's a good friend of mine. Sat me down and said, Stink, that is the fastest player. yeah, I, I mean, I can tell you who it is. It's Wink Martindale. Now he's a defense coordinator with the Giants, was the defense coordinator with uh he he was a linebacker coach here in Denver for a long time. Uh he was the defense coordinator in Baltimore uh over the last five or six, seven years, whatever it was. Now he's the new defense coordinator with the Giants. And he says to me, stink, he goes, that is the fastest player in pads that I have ever seen, that I've ever witnessed. Like, and same type of thing. On film, you convince yourself, if we do this, we do this, we do He goes, on the field, that dude is the fastest player I've ever seen. Just in and out of breaks, just it, just his ability to put so much pressure on you as a defense. Um. You know, and you have to play with leverage and you have to use your help and you have to find a way, you know, to, to double team him at all times and you're still going to lose. Like that's, that's how fast that guy is. Now here's my issue with the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? We know that Tyreek's gone and you lost. You can sit there and look at J.J. Smith-Schuster. You can look at McCole Harbin. You can look at the other guys you went out and got. But here's my, here's my biggest issue. My biggest issue is Andy Reid. Because Andy Reid does not, will not, run the football. He doesn't want to. And all you have to go back is the Super Bowl. I mean, they are beat up. Their whole offensive line is decimated by injuries, right? And what did you run it, nine times? You averaged seven yards of freaking carry. And you ran it. Tampa Bay basically said to you, run the ball down our throats. And you said, Forget you, that's not the way we want to win. We want to win our way. And you end up putting up nine points to get your ass kicked. And Andy Reid just refuses to run the ball. Now, he is, from a play design standpoint, screen, stand, all the things he does, I mean, he's an exceptional offensive coach. There is no question. But all of a sudden, you lost your most dynamic player. Like, J.J. Smith-Schuster is not running away from people like Tyreek Hill does. Nobody does, right? He's the fastest player on the planet when it comes to just body quickness, overall body quickness. So my thought process is this, is that now we're going to have to use our play action, now we're going to have to use our design to create explosives. Because we don't have a guy that just creates explosives for us, right? And my experience of, and I love Andy Reid, and Andy Reid's like, I would consider Andy Reid a friend. Like, I, I it, I've enjoyed him covering him over the years. I don't know him well, but I know him well enough to, you know, make a phone call occasionally, whatever. Um, But my concern would be we're going to win the way we want to win, and you're going to have a much tougher time creating explosives in that offense because you don't have that player that just automatically creates explosives. You know, it's fascinating about the AFC West. And I I can imagine some people are listening right now going, whoa, 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 you whoa. Know, well, this division is just as, as good or just as compelling. Uh, here's 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 how good the AFC West is. I have no problem saying Russell Wilson right now is the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West, but also believing Russell Wilson is the eighth or ninth best quarterback in the NFL. Think about that. Yeah. That he's the fourth best quarterback. Or maybe you might say Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West, and yet oh, he's still all, and still right. and still be confident in saying he's the top ten quarterback well, the, in the entire NFL. I was trying to think about this. I was talking to my buddy Trey Wingo the other day, and and I was just thinking about this kind of out loud. You know, we were we were we don't gotta, confuse your podcast by the way. Right? No, we got it. <laughs> well, we have a show on Spotify. Live. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a, a different. Yeah, ah, I, I have see. a show on Spotify. You're, live. you're the king of media, right? So I'm America's guest. <laughs> so anyhow, I'm a guest on my own show. Uh, <laughs> but but we're, we're talking about the best, like, the best division in the history of football when it comes to quarterbacks. And I think right now, and, and, you know, I go back to, like, when I really started loving the NFL in the 70s, right? And I thought, what division can rival this division? I mean, you have some divisions back in the day that had, you know, Jim Kelly and Dan Marino, two Hall of Famers, right? Like, that was—or, that was, you know, after Joe Montana left San Francisco, you had Elway and Montana in this division. But you're talking about four dudes right now that are on a—three of them are on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And I know it's only been two years for Herbert, but that dude is—he's he, exceptional. So, I mean, I, I, I was like, well, in the 70s, like, I could think of, like, the Steelers had Bradshaw, Hall of Famer, right? Um, uh, Cleveland had Brian Sipe and the Cardiac Kids. They're pretty good. Uh, Cincinnati had, had Ken Anderson. Pretty good. Um, he, he was – I mean, he was a really good player. Uh, the Houston Oilers back in the day, the Love You Blue Oilers had dab Pastorini. Uh, so, I'm like, wow, it's – like, that's pretty – that's pretty decent, right? But still, it's not – it's not – Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert and, and and Derek Carr. I I mean I can't think of a division that has ever had like you said four quarterbacks all in if you're if you're breaking it down to the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, all four are in the top 10 in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, there would be some people that would argue maybe Derek Carr isn't there, but I'll argue with you. Yeah, so will I. So will I. So I you know, I it's just it's incredible what this division is right now. Well, take last year. We we all kind of went into the season thinking the NFC West was going to be the alpha division in the NFL and right. you had Russell Wilson, you had Kyler Murray, you had Matthew Stafford but you had Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? Yeah. And and so I I don't think you had a consensus of hey, we got four guys that are legitimately in the top 10. And that was for an NFC West last year that many people felt was the best division in football. In this case, yeah, you can easily say four in the top ten. Right. Um, it it makes and, what... and let's face it. Let's face it. To interrupt you for a second, Stafford didn't crawl in the top ten until this year. It, in Detroit. So the season was, was over. Right. You, there you didn't didn't really was feel Plenty of him. people. Plenty of people. I am not one of them because you know right. that I have. I've Always. been saying for the last ten years that Stafford is a legit elite NFL quarterback which, you know, he played in Detroit, which, like, that is Siberia um, when it comes to... Not that there's anything wrong with Siberia, if if you're from Siberia. I'm sure it's a lovely spot to visit. Speaking of Garoppolo, the 49ers have reportedly given Garoppolo permission Mm -hmm. to go out and seek a trade. This coming on uh, the heels of news that he should be ready to go by the middle of August as he recovers from shoulder surgery, so... So it sounds like the the 49ers are ready to go all in with Trey Lance. Yeah, so, I mean, let's break down the scenarios, okay? So what are the scenarios? They're ready to go with Trey Lance, right? That's scenario number one. Scenario number two, they don't think there's much of a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. So seek your trade. You come back here and compete for a starting job. Or, you know, maybe you can go somewhere where, you know, it, well, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Would you would you honestly be giving a, a player a chance to go seek a trade if you if you envision him as being possibly your starting quarterback? No, no, I don't think that. But they may they may have a, a situation where I'm just throwing out potential scenarios. Like we don't think there's much of a market for you. Um, what what's an is there any other scenario besides like is there any other scenario that you can think of? Because I'm just trying to cuz I'm with you I think it's that they feel like after OTAs and everything else that Trey Lance he may not be 100% ready but the way we run the ball and some of the play action stuff we're going to do off of that and Kyle Shanahan's one in in my mind one of the best coaches in football when it comes to game planning and attacking you and 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 finding ways to maximize a player's strengths like by mid-season we're going to be like we're going to be rolling so like, oh, also, though, other- let's not leave out the fact that we gave up a crap load to get this guy. Yeah. So at some point, let's go. Yeah, let's right. do that. So, is there any other scenario? Like, uh, okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo, like, the, there won't be a trade market. What? what I, I think I honestly think it's just, hey, look, go out, see if you can find a trade. We'll try to make it happen. Otherwise, be prepared to come back here and be the backup. Well, I think there's, I think there's that. The other thing is, you, you also, I think you also have to understand, and and I think the Forty ers with John Lynch and everybody else understand this. You can't block your player, your, so you can't block a popular player's, uh, chance, to, advance their career. And, and what I mean by that is. Jimmy Garoppolo in that locker room is beloved. The, the guys love playing with Jimmy Garoppolo. They love Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's just one of the dudes. You know, they give him a lot of grief, and he gives it right back. And like he's a good dude, right? And you'd really tarnish, you'd tarnish the way the players look at management in John Lynch if you said, hey, listen, we know we're going with Trey Lance. He's our guy. We drafted him. Everybody knew what was going on. But we're going to block you from going out there and being able to compete for a starting job, because we want you as an insurance policy. And I think I think there's a real legitimate concern there should be, because players will look at that and guy and go, "You guys are a bunch of selfish turds," because mm-hmm. he's a great dude. And so I I think I just think that with John Lynch and with Kyle Shanahan, they're they just have an awareness because of John Lynch's playing career and because of what Kyle, you know, what Kyle has learned from his father, that there's there's some class represented with the 49ers organization. Yeah, and I and I believe that to be a hundred percent true. Okay, then what's the market for Jimmy Garoppolo? What what are the potential landing spots? If, well, I mean, if you're if you're Cleveland, can you say redo? <laughs> <laughs> right because they like Cleveland was the, the was the you you real you know what happened right with Cleveland Cleveland was the the first one that had the potential of Jimmy Garoppolo yes I mean, remember they hired all those all those analytics guys that went home at seven and turned off their cell phone so apparently Cleveland got a phone call from Bill Belichick seeing if they wanted Jimmy Garoppolo and nobody answered the phone call so then he went to San Francisco right like hello I, what was the guy's name? Was it Sasha Brown? Yeah. Like, they called. It was like 8 o'clock at night. Sasha had already turned off his cell phone or something. Like, I think this is a story I got. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I don't even care because I don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. This is great. Like, hello? Anybody there? Anybody there? Anybody? It just rings to voicemail. This is Sasha Brown, general manager of <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. It's after 7 o'clock, so I've turned off my cell phone. You know, like, what's your message on that? So, anyhow, long story short, is what, I, what I've heard is, yeah, they couldn't get a hold of anybody in Cleveland, so they they moved on to San Francisco. Yes, second rounder. Yes, we're in. So, I mean, what would be the what would be the trade market? I, I mean, you certainly wouldn't go to you certainly wouldn't go to Cleveland if you're Jimmy Garoppolo. That's off the table. Okay, right? Uh, you know, Carolina. Like I said, yeah. can Carolina do a redo, redo. Uh, so Pittsburgh. Well, now you're kind of there with Trubisky and, um, and, then, and and Pickett. And nobody knows Pickett better than you do because right. you guys practice in the same facility yeah, you've seen so for not you're right That's three, four years, right? I'll, I'll give you a team right off the bat, and we can add some more. Doesn't Houston make a lot of sense? Yes. Nick Casario, former Patriot guy. Right. He knows Garoppolo inside right. and out. I mean, you, unless you're just going to decide you're going to just ride die with Davis Mills. Yeah. Okay, I think that makes sense. Um... Wow. I mean, how I know good, Hey, how could it seriously, how good could Philly be? Nah, you 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 want Jalen Hurts looking over his shoulder? Uh, hey, listen. Hurt her, uh, her feelings. Uh, I know I how you feel about her feelings. There's no yeah. What about I know the Giants are saying all the right things about Daniel Jones, but well, what, hey, about, listen, what about what about the Giants? Those are the two teams. <laughs> You can say all the right things you want about Daniel Jones uh, and Jalen Hurts. If you don't think either of those guys are long term answers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I think I think it's less likely, it's less likely in, in Giant Land because you did spend a sixth overall pick on him, and now all of a sudden you've got Brian Dable, who, let's face it, you had a young Josh Allen who was, wasn't was the Josh Allen we all think has MVP potential now until Brian Dable started working with him. Um, Jalen Hurts is just, Jalen Hurts is just, he's a second rounder. He, like, if you're, if you got drafted in the second round, you're a project. Man, I've seen some, you know, this is the offseason, this is the time for mm. lists. Everyone has their lists, but I, I, I've seen some lists that has Jalen Hurts as high up as Number 10-11 in the NFL quarterback uh, rankings. I called the game with Jalen Hurts when they thought, hey, we can go into the New York Giants and beat the Giants just because the Giants aren't any good. And this is the game that we're going to advance Jalen Hurts as a pocket passer and have everything out of the pocket. We're not going to do what we've done, all the read option stuff and all the zone read stuff with the quarterback runs. And and, uh, you know what I saw? I saw Philadelphia get their ass kicked. And I saw a quarterback that, that was clueless with terrible decisions. So, uh, now, he threw some balls at the end of that game to win it, and they should have been caught. Um, Jalen Rager's hands are made of feet, and the rest is history. Remember, Jimmy Grappolo, former second-round pick, too. Yes. What about uh, Detroit? Sure. If you're not sold on golf. Uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. What Seattle. About- <laughs> Come on now. That's the that wave. Right, just, right. That's the number one right, right? there. Right, you can't you can't think that you can just. What about Atlanta? Atlanta, they go. They got Mariota. I know. Yeah. What about Atlanta? But, but see, but see. Okay. So, New but, Orleans. New Orleans, they got. They're oh, kinda, dude. But see, understand what you're saying here though is that there's not one team out there that you would say, "Hey, trade for Jimmy Garoppolo," with the understanding he comes in as the guy. You're talking about, no, hey, we're, New looking, or- at a, New we're looking at a competition. For, New Orleans would be for me. As the guy over Jameis Winston? <laughs> yeah. Have you watched Jameis Winston I, play? Yeah, but. J- Jimmy Garoppolo instantly goes into New Orleans and all of a sudden, like right now you've got Tampa and everybody else with the defense that New Orleans has, and they have got an exceptional defense. And the O-line that they have and and Camara. Instantly, New Orleans becomes right now. Jimmy Garoppolo rocks in there, and they become they push Tampa in that division. But there's not. But this this late in the game, right right as camp is starting, you're you're not going to see a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo where he comes in and he's immediately anointed. Now he may well, end up winning the job. But well, if he's not ready until the middle of August, he probably won't win it early. But I mean, I just I, like. J- like we talked about, the Chargers going to charge her. Jameis is going to Jameis. <laughs> yeah, right. right. There's no, never been a, there's never been a team meeting that Jameis didn't think he could throw it right in the middle of. Oh, well, you've said the same thing about Jimmy. J- Jimmy, has <laughs> yeah. got a li- Jimmy's got a little bit of that in him yeah. too. But what well, you've always said he'll 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 throw at least two a game. That he'll throw he'll throw it to the defense twice. Twice <laughs> <laughs> it w- yeah. depends on what you do with the defense, right? Exactly. <laughs> Jameis, th- remember. Jameis, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, yeah. nine Inter- fumbles. Nine fumbles, right. So I like Yeah, that makes sense to me. That all makes, right. Well, all right. Do well. you think there'll be there will be do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will be traded? I do. I do too. Okay. I do. I okay. do feel that way. Um now if you asked me two days ago, I would have said I think he's gonna be the starter for <laughs> <in the> 49ers. <laughs> right. You right? did say that two days ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, how two things days change.
0: Ago. Yeah, well, you know, you get new information, yeah, you change exa- your you opinion. You gotta react to it, right? right? That's exactly uh, the of, way it works. Uh, of course. Understand. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, wanna thank you guys so much for listening. We truly appreciate you for Mike. I am Mark from Millennial Bin. We thank you and uh, want to thank our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Also check them out at betrivers.com and stinkinggood.com for all your green chili queso needs. Check us out, stinkinggood.com. All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week.